You're listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy TV podcast. In this episode, we are discussing episode 111 of Winona Earp, Landslide. My name is Chris. And I'm Annie. And let's start off with some general reviews. What did you think, Annie? I love this up because you get the three sisters kicking in three Earps for the price of one. Bargain deal. Although uh, I am a bit worried about how Willa will potentially change the dynamic between Winona and Waverly, because that scene, there was that scene where Winona and Willa were talking about how they were close when they were younger and the gummy bears and everything. And Waverly is just, nobody puts Waverly in a corner when she's there all lonely and just, oh, maybe want to cry. So uh, that'll be interesting to see how that dynamic continues to change. But on the other hand, I love the bar fight scene because it just proves that, you know, as I said, well, (laughs) she's an herp, so that Willa can just drink and shoot and fight with the best of them. So even if she's kind of impulsive, that seems to run in the Earp family too. And then there was the attack on the homestead, which I thought was a great action sequence. And and nobody died! Yay! Because I really didn't want any of these characters to die. So, well, and then, none of our main characters anyway. Yeah, none of our main characters. So, but, uh, and then Bobo saving Willa. That's kind of, you know, getting some crazy theories going in my head. Why did that happen? So, yeah, I, I thought it was great. I loved it. Except for no Officer Hot, but we'd better well make up for that next week. But they mentioned her a couple times. Oh, yes, they did. She was present in spirit, if not in body. Oh, yes. I like this episode a lot, too. I, I've always liked this show best when it focuses on the Earp sisters, and there was a whole lot of that this episode. Mm-hmm. It was really the, the main part of the episode. So I was really... Kind of thrilled about that. But I will admit that I had to watch this episode a second time to figure out all of the machinations and how everything fit together because I was thinking about the episode after I watched it last night. And I was like, so what did the twins have to do with anything? Like, I was just kind of like, is that, were they just the revenants of the week? Like, what was going on? And then watching it again, it's like, oh, okay, it's part of this whole plot with the mercenaries at the end like it's all the same thing but i feel like it's leading into something that's happening next week so well i was live tweeting so much i might have missed that so yeah let's talk about that yeah i was i was semi-distracted watching it the first time too so yeah yeah a, a rewatch a non-distracted or not terribly distracted rewatch really that, helped. that helps yeah okay you mentioned you had questions annie let's let's go ahead and start with that what what questions did you have so what did the vampire succubus type twins have to do with the Judge Kreiderman and Bobo? Was that just another way of Judge Kreiderman trying to get rid of the Earp family as ordered by Bobo? I believe so. And then how did that connect with the attack on the homestead? Was that ordered by Kreiderman or Bobo? That is what they said at the end of the episode, yes. Yeah, yeah. They said that that was Judge Kreiderman trying to take care of the Black Badge Division, which is what Bobo had asked him to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Because apparently it's part of the Poker Spectacular, which we don't know what that is exactly, which is why I I suspect this is leading into next week. And I'm like, I want to see the Poker Spectacular. It sounds... Well, it hasn't started yet. Oh, well, yeah. Is what it sounded like. Because Waverly says she she was going to go see Nicole before Poker Spectacular. And they'd mentioned that Poker Spectacular, for part of that, what Judge Kreiderman was doing for Bobo was locking in or locking down or something, the police or the sheriff department. So 
as well as the players and their money, and giving Bobo what looks like kryptonite. But I specifically mean the fact that he said that they were, I think he used the term locking in Yeah, the sheriff department, which that combined with Waverly saying she was going to see Nicole before Poker Spectacular makes me wonder if that's actually a literal thing, which seems weird, right? <laughs> like, what is going on in this town? I don't know. Why does no one think this is suspicious? <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of weird stuff going on in this town, but yeah. Anyway, but apparently that same thing is also what led to Judge Kreiderman taking the request from Bobo to take care of Black Badge Division, taking it rather literally, <laughs> and and I guess, you know, hiring mercenaries to kill dolls. <sighs> yeah, don't like Kreiderman. Well, no, he's he's a bad man. Yeah. But then at the end, Bobo says to Kreiderman, I'm not going to kill you. I want you to throw them a party. So throw me a party. Throw me a party. Oh, okay. But yeah. I believe so, is what he said. Yeah. I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens with Poker Spectacular in this party next week. Me too. Assuming it's next week. Maybe it's, maybe they're saving it for the finale. I don't know. That's true. I guess we'll find out. But, um, those twins were pretty. Pretty violent. Ugh, that poor guy. <laughs> yeah. But I did like the special effect of how their eyes glowed purple and so did the the whoever they were looking at. Because for for a moment when they were looking at the uh the stockbroker guy when he enters the hotel room and his eyes glow, I thought he was a revenant too, and they were like just all meeting and then they started eating him and I'm like, No, I think they're they they're just feasting on him, so okay. But that was like part of their power. I just liked how that was represented in a visual way. And I really liked how <laughs> I was like, wow, they can get dolls. They can, they can seduce any man. But um, I really liked how dolls and Winona worked together to take take the second one down. And dolls had his little dance. And I'm like, wow, he's a smooth operator. So I, I, that was cool. Back to the scene in the motel for a moment. Yeah. So uh -huh. my dad was watching the episode with me last night. He, mm -hmm. he usually, you know, doesn't. He was, like, sort of half watching with me. <laughs> we get to the scene in the motel room. And, I mean, you remember how that scene ends. Yeah. Like, the shot that that scene ends on. Yeah. And then it goes to commercial. And my dad just turns to me and makes this face. <laughs> like, it's it's half horror and half disgust and half <laughs> yeah. Yeah. shock or something. And... That's three halves. That doesn't make any sense. But you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was it was so funny. I remember Emily Andrews tweeting when the cast was tweeting. She's like, the room has gone silent with the hotel scene, especially from Shamir and Tim. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sure. Well, yeah. I'm all, did it have to be that much blood? Oh. But, yeah. I wonder how much blood. I, I think I've mentioned this before. I wonder how much blood this show goes through on average. Yeah, it's it's a lot more than I would initially think. So it's not just uh, special effects of the revenant sinking into the ground. There's a lot of blood on this show. There kind of is. Yeah. Oh dear. Shall we talk about something other than the twins? Blood. Oh yeah, I thought you said I thought you were going to say something other than gore. Uh, yeah, I mean that too. Like my yeah. association. <laughs> Yeah, we can, let's talk about the sister dynamic. And then there were three. 
Yeah, the the episode starts off. Dolls comes back. He's apparently taken a DNA test to a buddy of his. And I like Winona's little jab about not believing that he has friends <laughs> or has a buddy. But anyway, he'd gotten the DNA test done by this buddy and it confirmed that she is in fact Willa, which is a question we had had. So mm-hmm. it's nice of them to immediately confirm. Clear that up. <laughs> and I I love how Winona instantly just, here, have a drink. I don't drink. Yeah, but you will. You're an herp. So, <laughs> you know, that's how we uh, solve things in this family or how we deal with issues. And that Winona constantly had the bottle on her pretty much almost the entire episode. <laughs> Because, you know, I mean, that's how she has to deal. You know, it's so much for the family to go through. But I did really like those, the scene with her and Gus and just, you know, beyond Winona just drinking. It was just her trying to process what's going on. That's what a lot of the episode was. It was a lot of processing and sort of the shifting dynamics of the family, Mm -hmm. which makes sense. You know, it's been this way for 15 years, Mm -hmm. or it's been one way for 15 years, and now it's different. And so that's going to be tricky. But I like that the show slows down for that and gives us a different look at the dynamics and how they're changing and how Waverly and Willa are talking. Sometimes I get all the W names messed up. (laughs) How Waverly and Willa are talking, and I really felt bad for Waverly in that scene when she was talking with Willa and how... All she remembered from the funeral was the food, and, you know, she threw up all night. And I could just imagine a little six-year-old Waverly being really sad and not understanding what's going on. But then she can't even let Willa touch her because she's so overwhelmed and doesn't know her. And then Willa runs away, and it's just, oh. And that's like one of several scenes that really kind of got to me. And Mm -hmm. I I think the actresses are just fabulous. They're all cast really well and i think they all phys- you know the they do a good job of casting where they all bear a i think a pretty good f- physical resemblance so mm-hmm. it's it's really believable and you know the scene with willa and winona where they're shooting peacemaker and willa takes peacemaker and has a flashback and suddenly remembers them and i'm like oh so but that was a shock to me that was what sparked her memories was taking peacemaker in her hand so uh, so much going on that was such, such good stuff. And then Winona and Willa talking about how they really used to bond when they were younger with gummy bears and things like that. And then Waverly's just listening and she's like on the outside and Willa says to Waverly, you're, you're not alone, you know, anymore. And I remember fandom got a little upset about that last night on Twitter because they're like, but you had Waverly. So I really appreciated that Dull said to Waverly later that he says it's okay if you don't like her and Waverly says yeah because I don't know her so I did really like the scene between Dolls and Waverly yeah that was one of my favorites and just the fact that they haven't really had a scene together and it really shows how far Dolls has come in his relationship with the Earp girls and he's not just a straight up and down government guy in a suit that he really cares for them well except we have had scenes with them before which I think this is sort of reinforcing it. And it's been a while. It was earlier in the season when Mm -hmm. he hires her to be sort of like their research assistant, basically. They're hiring her based on the fact that she's really done a lot of research and knows what she's talking about. 
So, but I like the I, fact that he reinforces that and says, "You're good at what you do." Yeah, you know? that's what I'm saying. He, he, yeah, and he uh, calls her Erp, which was so cute. I like how he says, "There's only three of you, right?" <laughs> He's probably like, "I don't know if I can handle another one." But um, who can blame him? Yeah, yeah. Erps are a lot to keep track of. Yeah, going back to what you said about Winona and and Willa having that scene, and Willa sort of. I don't know, I guess resuming her place as Winona's best friend and this whole idea of the two of them being two peas in a pod and all this sort of thing and, and Waverly feeling displaced. Part of it I kind of understand from Winona's perspective. Winona's just come back to town. You know what I mean? It seems like she's been gone for a while now. Waverly probably would have still been a kid basically when she'd left. So I think they're just now sort of bonding again as sisters so you know it's it's a tricky situation all the way around i feel like yeah because waverly and winona are still working on their relationship as you said and to have it kind of thrown into the mix where willa is coming in and it kind of shifts things around that's a big change so uh, and then willa you know, there's a line where she pulls Winona's, she pulls Peacemaker out and shoots the Revenant in shorties, and that shocked the heck out of me. And I was like, whoa, where did all this come from? And she said, I, th- I thought it was my gun. So there's that sense of almost entitlement where who's the heir and who's, you know, who in this relationship with the sisters and, you know, I hope they don't like fight over stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have to say, I hope there's not too much tension. That's the word I'm looking for. But hopefully they'll get over all this awkwardness. But we'll see. You know, it's complicated. It's not a black and white show. I do think it's interesting that Willa has had such a change of demeanor, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when we saw her last episode, she was not like this at all. And part of it I understand, but part of it just seems a little bit drastic almost. Like, I, I don't know if it's just a response to trauma I I don't know. Yeah, and it's seen. I I think it, you know, bothered some people a little bit. I as I saw on Twitter, they were like, you know, when Willa says to Waverly when they're having their discussion about the funeral, and she goes, "Gee, that must have been so hard for you," and she says it almost sarcastically, and I'm like, "Whoa, chill, Willa." Well, that's one of those moments, though. I I have mixed feelings about that moment because on one hand, that seems like a really reasonable response because. Mm. You know, some, I mean, it was her funeral. Like, they thought she was dead and said she'd been kidnapped by horrible people. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I, you know, it is rather unkind. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Waverly was six. Yeah. And she didn't understand what was going on, so. And that's what she's trying to express is just, yeah. like, Waverly's basically just relaying her experience. Mm-hmm. So, like, a little uncalled for, but at the same time, totally understandable. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard thing about this awkwardness and how all the relationships are shifting. You feel bad for all the Earp sisters. They've all got their own kind of uh, crosses to bear with everything they've been through and with everything that's still happening around them. So, right. Yeah. But I think the writing and the acting is just it's so good that I just I'm really eager to see what happens. I like that the addition of Willa just, again, it's not like, oh, you're home, yay, let's celebrate, you know? Mm-hmm. That it was made really complicated. But I like how it 
the bar scene at least, I think, added a little bit of levity despite Willa shooting a revenant and kind of breaking the rules, Black Badge, which she didn't know. But I, I like how it just kind of all explodes and they're like, what do we do with the regular guys? Ah, just the old fashioned way. And I was just like, oh, that was a great little sequence. And then you know, with uh, Waverly with the getaway Jeep, I was like, yeah, we need more of this show. So, yeah, I loved it. So we should probably talk about the aspect of, of Bobo and whatever his relationship or whatever, whatever his connection to Willa is, because apparently there is one. Yeah, and I I have to say, I really love seeing more and more of Bobo's telekinesis powers. I think it's cool. Not not really cool when he smashes a guy's head in with a water, like a watermelon, but just the special effects, I like him. So... Yeah, why did he save Willow? Did he have a hand? Well, so if Bobo and Lou were enemies, but still, I'm wondering if Bobo sees Willow. Well, but that's my question is, why were they enemies? Do we think it had to do with the fact that Lou had Willow? Yeah, and is Willow some kind of asset to Bobo or a key to getting out of the Ghost River Triangle? I don't know. But then they're talking about, there's another interesting point where they're talking about, and this has to do with the um, Doc's storyline, how the door's gonna open in four days. So, what does that mean? But, yeah, there's all kinds of crazy theories going around about Bobo, and I'm like, is he somehow related to the Earp somehow in some crazy thing, or a demon, or, or a, like a human that got turned into a demon that used to be related to them? I don't know. So, who knows? I don't know how that would work. But yeah, me neither. So I was like throwing that out there and going, yeah, that's a dumb theory, Annie. Okay, shut up. But <laughs> well, my question is this. There was an earlier episode, they were talking about Ward having made a deal with Bobo. That's right. And so I'm wondering if this is going to pan out to be true mm -hmm. because of this whole response to Willa. Like, what was the deal exactly? Because we get that scene of, it seemed like Ward was also drinking in Willow's flashback to him training her, right? Yeah, and that's the different view of Ward that I like that we didn't see before, or not like, but just that Willow was saying, you know, he's not everything you thought he was. You know, he seemed like he was really kind of verbally abusive to Willow and just forcing her to train. You know, she's this poor kid, and he's just drinking and shoving Peacemaker in her hands and saying, fire the gun, because we're all going to die and otherwise, and, you know... Well, because she said something about how he knew the attack was coming. Yeah, yeah. So that also makes me think about the deal that, with Bobo. That previous and... information we got—it's probably true. Yeah. So, but I it was yeah really interesting to see another side of Ward this episode, and that he's not just um, he didn't seem like a totally great guy. But I love how the show just you know digs more into the story and everything with these flashbacks. But uh, yeah, Anna Quick, who plays young Willow, was on the uh, fan live chat last night, and she was talking about how excited she was to shoot the gun <laughs> and how she got a little bit of training. And she was like, oh, we had to do a couple of takes. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Let's do it again. But yeah, she said it was fun. And since you already mentioned the part about the gate opening, that information came from the guy who's calling himself Juan Carlo. 
that guy does not look like a Juan Carlo to me. I'm like, eh, that name doesn't really fit. But well, does just- they say something to Doc about like for simplicity's sake, you can call me Juan Carlo. So that's yeah, probably not his name. Yeah, I know, I know, but I was <laughs> but like, that's an odd name. But yeah, there's the whole thing. Doc's car breaks down, of course, at the very border of the Ghost River Triangle, and then this of guy course. shows up, and me thinks the guy is not human. Yeah. <laughs> But happens to have a 73 fan belt in his car and has Doc's badge and knows stuff that we don't know why he knows it. Okay, so here's my theory. Yeah. I think he might be an angel. Oh. So remember there's that exchange between Willa and Winona, and Winona's telling her about demons. And Willa says, well, then does that mean that angels are real? Oh. And Winona just kind of brushes off that comment. But I'm like, you know... <laughs> Because that happens in the same episode as this, I'm thinking maybe that's what's ah, going on. I hadn't thought of that. Because to me, Juan Carlos seemed a little more sinister just because, you know, he knew so much about Winona and Doc and everything. And I was like, how does he know all this? What's his game? What's his angle? But oh, an angel. I like that theory. Maybe. So, I'm just yeah. throwing it out there. Yeah. And then who took Doc at the end? I know that's a big question. And where was where was Doc going? What was the decision Doc made? Was it to be with Winona or to keep on running? Well, but the guy said that he could have either the fan belt or the badge, and the car was working later, so I'm guessing he took the fan belt. But then it broke down again, so maybe he just ignored him and kept on going. So maybe somehow. it's Juan Carlo who conked him on the head. Yeah, I know. I was thinking about that, but could be something completely different. I guess different. we'll find out. Yeah, could be somebody who's trying to knows the importance of Doc to Winona, and because Juan Carlo was saying to Doc, "Are you gonna face the darkness with Winona at your side?" And since Doc seems to be a crucial piece of this puzzle of Winona, you know, fighting the Revenants and making sure that they don't leave the Ghost River Triangle, so somebody's trying to take away one of Winona's allies or advantages. Obviously, yeah, I don't know. If you have thoughts about this episode that you'd like to share, you can do that in a number of ways. You can send us an email to feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can call us and leave a message at 972-514-7223. We're on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Finalysis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. You can find our other podcasts for Orphan Black and Killjoys and Lost Girl and a couple of other things over at AskGenreTV.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. We really had your shotgun. Yay! My name is Annie. Thanks for listening. <laughs>